tell you I went to a heat game. No, yeah. down there. When we were in Miami, couldn't pass up seeing the goat come in from LA, so. Oh, you got to see Ron play? No, Kawhi. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You set me up for that, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Oh my God. <laughs> was it cool though? Did he actually play? No, he sat in a hoodie I was the whole time. Say, he never plays. I know. All right, so we got a full house. Everybody's back here. It's my first time looking at this list. <laughs> it's a hell of an episode to come back on. Yeah. Just throw Ben into the deep end, see how he does. But yeah, treat this as kind of like a season finale. Go through the best and worst of the year in movies, the year in tears. We'll have the full document up on internetkillthevideostore.com, but... We'll do kind of a highlighted version of that here today. We also got a couple loops wanted to close as far as our uh, Twitter polls. <laughs> so we've got who wrote the better Christmas song? <laughs> John Lennon, So This Is Christmas, 61%. I am officially wrong. Everybody <laughs> disagrees with my take that Paul McCartney's Christmas Time deserves to be the better I agree with Beatles that one. Song. I agree with you. 39%, we're the losers. Uh, the best John Hughes movie is... 16 Candles, 7%. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, 20%. Breakfast Club, 27%. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 47%. Ew. Yeah, I don't, I don't like- Who's our fan base? I don't like our fans. <laughs> I even posed this around Thanksgiving, so I thought Planes, Trains, and Automobiles would be like a shoe-in. Yeah, 20%. That's the, that's the clear winner. Uh, the best Indiana Jones movie, 13% went to Crystal Skull. What? Seems Who, are, <laughs> who <laughs> are you? 15% went to Temple of Doom, 24% went to Last Crusade, and 48 went to Raiders. Mm-hmm. And then, last, the best football movie is Any Given Sunday, 6%, Remember the Titans, 21%, Friday Night Lights, 27%, what? and the obvious choice, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, 45%. <laughs> oh, no. Finkel and Einhorn. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. But yeah, overall- Sorry. Not a great year for movies, at least very average. Like it feels like a big, the biggest chunk of our tiers is in the middle yeah, and the right. good. I've only got six in the top tier, I think. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seriously seen all of these? <laughs> Ryan has. I have. There's no way you've seen all of <laughs> these. If you look to the far right, you'll see my column where there is there are far fewer green cubes. Yeah. No. I, I've seen Bullet Train. Oh, yeah. We describe this as like a road trip. We'll have some pit stops along the way, but we're not going to spend time everywhere. But yeah, we'll start at the bottom. Our worst tier, the most embarrassing, career damaging. These are the Oscar slaps. The very worst, we have Rob Zombie's version of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that already, so we're not going to spend a lot of time. I came off as kind of like a Rob Zombie apologist, and then I realized we've only done the year in tears four times, mm-hmm. and twice the worst movie of the year has been a Rob Zombie <laughs> movie. So maybe I don't like Rob Zombie. I yeah. Don't. <laughs> Or at least his recent stuff. But yeah, second to worst. So number 104 on our list, which, yeah, I thought I was going to watch less movies this year, but this is, again, record-breaking, the most movies I've ever watched in a single year. This is more than last year? Yeah, last year yeah. I did 100, and that was okay. the most ever. And this year I did 105, and that is now the, the record. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It's just where we're at. <laughs> that is... Uh... It's too many movies. I'm trying to police myself. Like there were a few movies I ejected on. Like I started watching Zac Efron and Firestarter and Peacock just sat there buffering and it never came back. And I thought, that's okay. (laughs) 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 But yeah, number 104, we got Deep Water Mm. with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Yeah, very, very brave of them to allow a documentary about their life to be made. (laughs) I forgot they were a real life couple until you pointed that out. They were. (laughs) No. And then they shot it after? 
they shot this Just watch during, the movie right? dude it'll explain what happened <laughs> In real life? Yeah. Apparently, this is a documentary. It's a documentary. Okay. I'll check that out. That's interesting. Ben Affleck's gotten really into snails. Yeah. The snail thing was so bizarre. That was... It needed... Do you do you agree that it needed more of that tone to really be like a fun, weird, bad sex movie? Yeah. Like, because isn't Lil Rel in this? Like, they were clearly yeah. going for comedic... In some instances, but it never, it played itself way too seriously to really work. So was this the good movie for you guys or no? No, No, this is our second to worst. okay. This is an Oscar slap. It's not fun. There are like a few things in it where you're like, well, I just need more of that. Like the dude gets in the car accident because he's trying to text while he's driving. (laughs) Yeah. And he just is trying to tell his wife, like, I was right. I was right about Ben Affleck. He's a murderer. (laughs) And that scene is so silly. Like I've, I just, it's from a completely different movie and that's the movie I wanted to watch (laughs) (laughs) well we haven't had like this kind of weird erotic thriller for a long time this was the return of the erotic thriller they really bungled it yeah you know Adrian Lin the director this is his lane like he directed Fatal Attraction and Mm. Nine and a Half Weeks and like this whole premise just doesn't work when the societal expectation that you have to be in a marriage to raise your kid is thrown out the window like Mm -hmm. the whole time you watch this you're just like why are these people together right just get a divorce no (laughs) yeah it's uncomfortable there's no real tension it's just like these people hate each other why are they living together Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's 104 we got uh, they them at 104 three it's a bad peacock thriller it looked awful it, it was very i didn't even awful. watch it he saw the ads yeah. I, I re-watched the ads because i thought it was entertaining <laughs> how bad it was 102 we got american carnage it's a bad jordan peele wannabe societal horror mm. movie we're gonna have a lot of those you can't copy that man no. that's not something you can emulate what else do we got here 100 we got the bubble Judd Apatow comedy. Felt Netflix. Did you watch that one? I felt no inclination <laughs> to watch it. Yeah. You Are you a Judd to. Apatow fan too? I was. Yeah, I am. Uh, I would say I'm a Judd Apatow fan. So I, I've heard you both talk about him before. Like you've looked forward to his movies and his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, like this is by far the, so. <laughs> this is the worst thing he's done. Really? Yeah. Pretty hands down. Like it's very obvious. I think we're going to look back on a lot of movies from this time of like, okay, this was just people trying to do a COVID project. Like, Mm -hmm. this was just a bunch of bored people in this mansion filming a movie. I see. Making a story up as they go. Like, his daughters are doing TikTok dances. (laughs) It's just, yeah. it's There's no reason this should have been two hours either. (laughs) Isn't he married to... um... Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, okay. Yep, she's yep. in it too. I think, because she's in his other stuff. All his stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's, right. he's very, he definitely casts his wife and kids in almost everything he does now. Which, oh, his kids yeah. too? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a little much. What else do we got here? Amsterdam. Oof. 99. Did you end up watching Amsterdam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, how bad could it be? Right? With <laughs> this cast. The cast is really good. David O. Russell. I mean, he has never really made a terrible movie. American Hustle was really, really good. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. He hasn't made anything mm. for four or five years, and this feels like you're seeing why. Like, he <laughs> doesn't uh, seem like he has a lot to say. Yeah. I really liked American Hustle. I yeah. feel like people are retroactively being like, that was a bad movie. Like, I yeah. never liked that movie because of Amsterdam. Well, and some of the sentiment about the way he treated Amy Adams on the set, I think, has soured people on David O. Russell in general. Yeah, which... I don't think any of that is is unwarranted no he he sounds like an extremely difficult person and that's probably putting it too politely but no this movie is trash um (laughs) i heard something about how it had this really experimental production process where 
there was not really a plot, but each actor was given like improv cues and thing and like oh, keywords <laughs> that they were able to use. Yeah, I don't know how much of that's true, but I yeah, I heard that on another show that was that was about that movie. Really? Yeah, and it show i think i mean i'm gonna look like a dumbass if that's not true but after hearing <laughs> that i was like oh that kind of makes that. sense yeah that felt like what i was watching is like incoherence honestly yeah um because i don't as good as those actors are i don't expect them to be able to pull something like that off it definitely feels like it's just jumping at this big social justice message at the end of like love yeah. wins and it's like it feels very unearned it treats you like a total dumbass too like five times leading up to the end they're like so now we're gonna hide in the back and yeah. listen to what the <laughs> The, what the bad guys say get them on tape that way we can take them down yeah it's like yeah dude i know i've been watching this yeah what are you doing and there's no character development like you have to have yeah. a really bad script to completely waste christian bale margot robbie and john david washington like yeah. those are three really good actors <laughs> and like this People movie I... treats them like they're really charismatic and you're supposed to just love everything they do because right. they're doing it but yeah, there's nothing to them. Damn, there's a solid lineup. Then you got Chris Rock, Anya Taylor Joy, and Zoe Saldana. Yeah, Remy Malik, Robert De Niro. Yeah, what the it. fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, a ton of people. Michael Shannon was in it too. Michael Shannon, Mike Myers. Spoiler alert: the best part of the movie is just seeing Taylor Swift get thrown into oncoming traffic. Right? <laughs> She's in this too. <laughs> yeah, which honestly, like, that's in the first ten minutes. Yeah, just watch that, and you know, as soon as and you then see... refund it to Peacock or whatever. Yeah, as soon as you see her get run over, that's all you need to see in this movie. That's it. It's very convincing. <laughs> she played it perfectly. Wow. Um, all right. Okay. We've talked about this movie for way too long. Yeah. We need to keep I'm going to watch it. We got to keep going. Yeah. 97. We got Jurassic World Dominion. I yeah. think we've talked a little bit about how overhyped the original Jurassic World was. Mm -hmm. Fallen Kingdom kind of painted them into a really tough corner to where this felt kind of like a funeral march. Weird ending <laughs> of that one, yeah. Yeah. I did not see locusts coming in as a central character for a Jurassic Park movie yeah. or cloning. Um, this took a lot of weird detours. As cornered as they were by the last movie, they just kind of went in the most bizarre direction you could after that. I think there was real opportunity with like, what was it? The, the scene of like the the raptors in Las Vegas or something that like didn't even end up being a part of the movie or. Oh yeah. And like the, there's like a Tyrannosaurus at like a drive-in. Like that never happened in the movie either, did it? I think it might have. Oh, it might have okay. It might have been the opening of the movie, and that's just how unmemorable it is. Maybe. I just remember it was in a progressive commercial with Flo, and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool, because the dinosaurs mm. are unleashed and going to be out with people the whole movie. It seems then they, like you could mine some stuff from that. But. Yeah, and then they just trap them in a park again. Yeah. <laughs> the The whole problem with the, the Jurassic World stuff is that it's empathizing with the dinosaurs too much. And not even, I don't even think you could say it's like for the goal of like having some kind of like environmentalist message or something. It's just a mistake they made in the first movie. I don't know if it was for merchandising purposes, but they wanted, you know, to make the raptor into a fucking pet dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that has, they've tripled down on that to the point where in the final movie, it becomes this humanitarian effort by Laura Dern's character to like save, she's like, the dinosaurs are just misunderstood. Yeah. And it's like, I get at this point, yes, it had you've you've stumbled into this environmentalist analogy of like oh we're we're fucking up nature or whatever that is not what this series ever should have been right you know 
like as That's soon a very as good point. as soon as you no pun intended like take the teeth away from the dinosaurs it's like what are we even doing here what's the like, threat that's what the first one is so good because <laughs> yeah. the dinosaurs they're not the villains like the humans are still the villains but it's man against nature right they're presented as nature not like not a dog or something right that just doesn't work the illusion of trying to tame nature and control it mm-hmm. and i feel like jurassic park definitely belongs on the list of like movies that never should have got a sequel yeah like the matrix or die hard the one was good and they tried to like stretch this premise way too far i agree 96 windfall is that worth talking about you i saw you watched it so i just wanted to hear your thoughts definitely some performers that i find interesting yeah really good cast yeah jason siegel it's nice to see him again doing something more serious and weird yeah jesse plemons is always great always great (laughs) and lily collins yeah she's she's phil collins daughter is she yeah i didn't i took the name for granted but yeah (laughs) she's She's great yeah she's really good in it i feel like she she almost saves the movie this movie just kind of i don't know it spins its wheels so much it doesn't have anywhere to go in the second half that could be surprising and you can kind of see the ending creep up by the time we got there i was like oh it really is just this (laughs) right they they didn't figure (laughs) out something more clever yeah the best part about this movie no, I won't say that because I enjoyed I enjoyed this movie. But one of the better parts about this movie is seeing that Jesse Plemons is not actually a tall man. Um, <laughs> you might have thought Physically? that he was tall by watching other films. I was mistaken and thought that he was tall. But when you see him stand next to Jason Segel, it will be revealed he is not a tall man. That was the best part. And you like this movie? I, <laughs> I, I fixed that, Ryan. I said... Don't you dare edit it out. I explained that I do like this movie. That was a cool part of it. It's not the best part. but So it doesn't deserve to be in the worst is what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I usually end up liking stuff that we have in the worst and bad. Like I'll find yeah. something to like about <laughs> it, even like if I can it, yeah. agree that it is the worst and the bad. We've already talked about everything that I find pretty deplorable, which for the most part was just Jurassic World, I think. <laughs> Even Deep Water better than Jurassic World? Yes. <laughs> Jurassic World is the only one where I'm like, just fuck this whole thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really feel bad for like, I do for the people that are, you know, the lower rungs of people and the animators and stuff that had to work on this movie and wanted to make it good, yeah. despite <laughs> that being a doomed cause to begin with. Yeah. But I feel like for the most part, I can look at the people in this movie and be like, eh, fuck you for making this. And I don't usually feel that way. <laughs> Do you think Colin Trevorrow rebounds from the Jurassic World trilogy? It seems like the best thing that you hear about Colin Trevorrow nowadays is, that episode nine treatment was actually pretty cool. Yeah, so his script wasn't terrible, but he didn't get to make it because everybody saw the Book of Henry and was like, we can't let this dude touch Star Wars. Yeah, I don't like him as a, a director. And the stuff I've heard about working with him sounds terrible. Oh, he's got a bad rep too? I think he's just very headstrong and uh, like very sure of himself, yeah. which I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he could use some more collaboration. Hopefully Dominion humbles him a bit. Yeah, we'll see. How are we still talking about Dominion? Where I don't know. We're, we, 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 we were past be five it hours. Yeah, it's going to be long. <laughs> Oh, God. Windfall, uh, I felt like it reminded me a lot of the bubble where it felt like, let's just get a good cast. Let's trap them in this single location. We'll come up with a story as we film it. Yeah. And yeah, that was what I felt was the biggest pitfall there. But 
That's fair. I think it deserved to be on the worst list. I watched Christmas Story Christmas, which is definitely up there for one of the worst titled movies of the year. That, that was very <laughs> bad. About as bad as you would expect a movie to be 40 years after its predecessor. Oh, is that? Yeah. It's a remake? Well, it's a follow-up without the parents, which made the movie really good. Oh, I see what's happening now. I, yeah, yeah, that still... title doesn't really make no. it clear. No, it's very confusing. Wait. So it's a sequel to A Christmas Story, even though there already is a sequel to A Christmas Story called A Christmas Story 2. Is so, there? <laughs> yeah, the timeline's all kinds of fucky there. Speaking of, Halloween Ends is 94. Skip that one. <laughs> We got Apollo 10 and a half at 93. That was really disappointing. I, I kept trying to start that movie and just like kept bailing. It was like this survival instinct kept, kicked in. <laughs> Save yourself. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not worth it. It's like an animated documentary of mm-hmm. Richard Linklater's childhood. Directors seem to be going down this path of like telling their childhood lately. Yeah. And it's very self-indulgent. This one even goes to the lengths of explaining the exact TV lineup for like the summer of 1969. Jack Black narrates it. And I've never heard Jack Black sound like he has less energy. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's quite the statement to be able to kill the enthusiasm of jack black so that's why it's down there 93 vhs 99 is number 92 Mm -hmm. it's the fifth movie in the vhs series i heard it was the worst it is we spent a lot of time on the worst let's move past it the next tier so these are bad but not terrible you can find something entertaining about them kind of like max said these are the chris Catans. oh yeah chris Catans. (laughs) Um, After Sun is one that a lot of people have been talking up. Felt kind of like tragedy porn of like this father-daughter thing of them like spending time together before the father passes. And I don't know. Everything about it, I was like, the whale did this better. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Hour 36, kind of short for a drama movie. Yeah, Did it it feel short to you? No. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't feel short, definitely. There's a lot of like asymmetrical, artsy still shots and Polaroids being developed and stuff like that where it's like, I don't know, wasn't enjoyable. 88, we got Bullet Train. Ben, this is where you come in. Yes, the one I watched on this whole list. Why did you like Bullet Train and why is it not the 88th best movie of the year? Um, Because I've only seen like 10 movies this year, so it can't be 88th theoretically. Is it 10th? <laughs> um, no. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I like the brothers. The, yeah. They were like the adopted twins. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Those guys were really fun to watch together. Yeah, they were. It was cool. I think uh, that whole thing's been done before because the guy who made that. David Leach, the director of uh, John Wick. Oh, and, I thought it was a Guy Ritchie film. Kind of feels like it. Yeah, yeah. it totally does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's like the camaraderie is good between all the cast members. I love Brad Pitt. He's yeah. super good. My but, dad um, calls it Snakes on a Train. Snakes on a Train? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, I, I was entertained. <laughs> Leave it at that. I thought it was entertaining. You liked, liked it too? It. I did, yeah. I think Brad Pitt needs a buddy. Like we got to buddy him up. Yeah. We could have had Clooney in this oh or something. Oh my God. Sandra Bullock didn't do it for you? Sandra Bullock would have been good to have like in person. Actually there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to I have think a voice. I think it's, I don't know, man. I think he works better as as like the partner yeah. to someone else. That's Ed, Norton. Ed, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Get Ed Norton back at that. <laughs> that would have been huh? good. I think the thing for me, I was hoping like, it's probably unfair to compare it to John Wick, but yeah. I was hoping for more of like the hand-to-hand combat stuff yeah. with Keanu. Brad Pitt doesn't really sell that. Like the biggest action mm-hmm. sequence is just this big CGI train crash. Yeah. Him beating the shit out of people with that briefcase though was pretty cool. Yeah, it was I all right. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
I don't know. I was I was hoping for more action wise, especially considering the big cast and everything, and yeah. all the flashbacks kind of slowed it down for me. So I think that's mm. why I have it lower. But mm-hmm. I could definitely see why people would like this. Liked it. <laughs> so not eighty eight. Mm. Where we have it not on my list. 86, I got Smile. That was like the big indie horror hit of the year, which I found to be disappointing okay. just because it relied so heavily on like jump scares. Oh. It just felt like a bad wannabe therapeutic horror movie, but it felt more like a Final Destination <laughs> where like this whole smile being transferred from person to person was just kind of corny. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. The trailer looked pretty corny. Yeah, the trailer was corny as hell. I couldn't believe the reviews were so good when it finally came out. Mm. And then when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is as corny as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I will say the one positive about it, though, I think it's got one of the best soundtracks of the year. Mm. The sound design and the original score is really good. It's from Cristobal Tapia Devere. Mm. He did the soundtrack for a lot of Black Mirror and oh, for White cool. Lotus. So, oh, his go. his work here is really good. Cool. Like this movie sounds amazing, even if it looks kind of corny. Eighty four, we got Bones and all. Yeah, the cannibal movie with mm-hmm. uh, uh, the director from Call Me by Your Name reteaming with Timothy Chalamet. Right. Like, I just don't know what the purpose of this movie was. It felt like it was kind of like trying to be Twilight for cannibals with yeah. this romance going on. But I mean, they have to kind of be doing this tongue in cheek wink at the audience that. Timothy Chalamet's love interest from Call Me By Your Name was Army Hammer, right? It seems that way, <laughs> but I don't know. That, would that, is that really worth making a whole movie? No, about? it's not. The whole movie <laughs> feels very half-assed. This is like the first time I've ever heard a score from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross that I just actively hated. Like even what? the music was bad. Oh no. Yeah. That is surprising to hear. It's it's not good. I'm surprised that one got a lot of really good reviews too because that was yeah. pretty tough to sit through. 83, we got the Foo Fighters movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Studio 666. <laughs> Why is it bad? It's just not good. It did not oh, need okay. to be a full length movie. <laughs> okay. Like Dave Grohl's funny. He's very theatrical, obviously, if you've seen his music videos, but yep. The rest of the band kind of struggles to keep up with them and definitely didn't need to be like almost two hours long. <laughs> Bad, but not terrible. We've got a lot of horror down in this tier. I didn't know they were putting that much horror out. So. Studio 666. We got Scream at 82. Um, the Black Phone at 81. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake at 79. Uh, Prey at 77, yeah. which I think I'm in the minority of not liking. Mm-hmm. You liked a, this quite a bit, didn't I you? I did, yeah. But I'm coming to it as someone who I don't think I've ever seen the original Predator in its entirety. Yeah. So it's like my first Predator movie. And I could see even from that perspective that if you were coming to it for the Predator, you might be a little disappointed because it kind of seems <clears throat> like maybe they didn't know exactly what to do with that character or how to make it interesting. He spends a lot of the movie off just on like a, a walkabout, basically yeah. <laughs> like a violent walkabout. Just hunting, being a predator. <laughs> yeah. I get, and I guess, yeah, maybe that's what the, he does in the first one too. But I was just like, huh, wasn't expecting to see you just like fight snakes so much. Yeah. It's a lot of bad CGI animals. <laughs> yeah. I think they were, they were clever about how they used it. This movie makes an effort to accurately represent certain aspects of Cherokee culture. Yeah. And I thought that stuff was cool. Overall, it won me over. I could see having some issues with it. Another thing is, I'll admit, I'm a little biased about this director. Oh, yeah. He's great. Dan Trachtenberg. No, he definitely brings a unique perspective to it. 
And I think maybe because I'm more attached to the original, that was maybe why I found it disappointing. Mm -hmm. Just because the big things that I loved about the original are like the humor and the big cast and the camaraderie they have. And this didn't really have that much of a sense of humor or even like tension, really. Mm. Like you knew the Predator was out there, but there wasn't that horror element for me. Yeah, The Predator franchise has really struggled finding anywhere to grow from the bad Danny Glover sequel to just a couple years ago when they tried to reboot it with Shane Black. Right. Yeah. And I think there were things about those movies, even though they weren't perfect, that I liked more than this one. But I don't know. I don't know what you do with Predator to make him interesting. Obviously, it seems much harder than it should be considering <laughs> they've done it with Alien for how many years and they're supposed to be in this shared universe. But yeah, maybe we need to get them back together, right? Maybe. I AVP don't know. AVP 2? Didn't yeah, they make two of those already? Were already yeah. <laughs> those weren't very good. I don't know what you do with Predator. A lot of people are talking about doing more period pieces like this going back in time, but... I don't know. I found it to be a little unbelievable that even though I liked the lead, that she would be able to take down this like technologically advanced super hunter on her own as well. Mm -hmm. So development at the end is a bit rushed. I mean, I think it's earned overall, but it's a it's a little bit rushed. Um. All right. Let's keep on cooking here. We got Clerks Three. We got Crimes of the Future. You actually were able to finish Pinocchio. It I seems. went back and finished Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. You had turned it off at one point, right? I did. In disgust. <laughs> yeah. You rage quit Pinocchio. I rage quit Pinocchio. <laughs> Not even rage quit, just apathy. <laughs> yeah. Again, so this came out like December, and I'm trying to get through this list of all these movies I need to see, and I'm around the halfway point, and I'm like, I don't need more bad movies on this list. We've got so many <laughs> in yeah. the bottom tiers. Right. It's clearly not going to be in the top tier. I'm shutting it off. But then at some point, morbid curiosity and the fact that I'm like, well, I've only got 40 minutes. Do I watch the end of Pinocchio or start and or fuck it? I'll just watch Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for like all the projects Del Toro has been attached to or been talking about, for this to be one of them that actually comes to fruition, it's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's too um, bad. I was looking forward to this for a while. But... Yeah, Pinocchio is one of my favorite like classic Disney movies. So yeah. I was curious to see what he would do with it. And it's weirdly trying to be kid friendly with like songs and stuff, but also like Geppetto's an alcoholic right. and none of the characters are really that likable. So it's a weird tone and like, even visually, I didn't think it was that appealing. Like, I didn't think he did anything that interesting with the characters and reimagining them. So mm, That's too bad. Pretty disappointing. 72, we got Don't Worry, Darling. We've talked plenty about that. Is there anything you want to add to that conversation since you finally caught it for yourself? I maybe would be more critical than you guys were. I really, it, yeah. So we got a yeah. 72. Is that That's too high for Max. It, it would list. be in the worst <laughs> for me, yeah. yeah. This movie was kind of nauseating for me. I was... <laughs> like how bad can it be watching Florence Pugh and Harry Styles make out for a while but even that stuff is like so overly syrupy like saccharine to me this movie feels almost like pornographic at times without <laughs> and everyone still has their clothes on and I'm like and you are trying so hard yeah. to be sexy right now that it feels kind of dirty and smutty and I was really kind of like ignoring all of my preconceived stuff about it as I was watching it or doing my best job to do that you yeah. know but no i was at the end of the day thought it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> 
70, we got Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. Okay. This was probably my most disappointing movie of the year just mm. because I love the director, Alejandro Gonzalez Senorito. Mm-hmm. Before this, I would probably say he's like the best living director going. And this, it's a lot of strange concepts that don't really connect together. It's a little self-indulgent, like very clearly trying to do like a self-portrait almost of himself and dealing with his success and his Mm. Mexican heritage. And there's some cool ideas, but it just, yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's another one of those instances where it felt like Netflix just wrote a blank check to get this guy to make a movie with them. Yeah. And so it's like, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do the weirdest shit I can. I'll make a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's somewhat entertaining for that, but. For the most part, it's pretty disposable. Yeah. 68, we got Uncharted. There she is. How'd you feel about that one? I uh, did not like it. <laughs> thought it was bad. Um, never played the games. Really? But I, I can tell you, it's not good casting, y'all. I, I don't think either of them are good <laughs> casting. None of the casting was good here. Like, Wahlberg. I d- Holland is basically Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never played the games, and I can tell you they're miscast. I can tell you that Holland is not a Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg is not a Sully in, in any movie. No. What are you thinking? (laughs) It feels like he doesn't think he is either. Like he thinks he's the lead in this movie and Tom Holland's like his little kid sidekick. No, dude. And I'm, (laughs) I'm kind of sick of that, that cutesy thing of like, Oh, it's the person that was supposed to be the lead 20 years ago because this movie took so long to make. It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're very cute. Hollywood. Like you're a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why you, why you think this is funny. They did the same thing with Donald Glover in Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 It was like, Oh look, he's miles Morales uncle. Isn't that cool? It's (laughs) no dude. He was supposed to be miles Morales. Like you don't get to have these like brownie points for, but look, he's the uncle. It's like, no dude. (laughs) We know you guys want, this yeah but it's like so just yeah i'm gonna commit to it right <laughs> all right so that's the bad those are the chris Catans. moving on we got the middle tier they're okay not terrible average suitable what These tier are- is it the jim gaffigans okay <laughs> so let's start at the bottom here we got 67 devotion devotion it's very hard to be the other fighter pilot movie in the year of top gun maverick oh yeah uh, even if you've got jonathan majors yeah jonathan majors is great in this but of course he is this film also has the disadvantage of being based on a true story so mm. it's a little more grounded in reality than top gun is shit it's also got Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman in Top Gun, so that was kind of weird. Huh. It's already that you're yeah. kind of comparing it to the other one, but then he's there the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so that's like... not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, very anticlimactic. Great performance from Jonathan Majors. He's, he's pretty much great in everything. He's so, so good. 66, we got Hocus Pocus 2. 65, 3,000 Years of Longing. What didn't you like about this one? Because I feel like it's getting... I mean, it, it seems like people are mixed on it overall, but I'm curious what your take on it is. Um, So it's directed by George Miller, who yeah. famously... Babe, Pig <laughs> in the City. <laughs> did Babe, Pig in the City, as well as his Happy lesser feet. known franchise, Mad Max. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one, actually really good Idris Elba performance. This was hey. a solid outing for him. He finally got a good role, but... The movie's really weird. Like, it has this really lush production and great visuals, but it's a lot of backstory. And then it just makes this drastic conclusion in like Mm. the final moments, especially considering the background for Tilda Swinton's character 
yeah, it just has a really abrupt ending where it felt like either they didn't know how to end it or they ran out of money to fully oh, no. <laughs> put the whole thing together. But yeah, it was a little disjointed. So it fell apart at the end. Yeah, it had some cool ideas, but yeah, the way the ending came together was just really rushed and mm. incomplete. So that was okay. a bummer. 64, we got Black Panther. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. You played on, uh, on saying that, right? I saw it yeah. in a meme or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What kind of shit? Yeah, that's good. But, I mean, obviously, this was going to be a tough one to tackle without yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Right. I really liked Letitia Wright in the first Black Panther, but it never felt like she really took charge of this movie. It was mm. more about mourning Chadwick Boseman, which I get. It's the elephant in the room. You have to yeah. acknowledge it, but... Marvel just has so many things they have to juggle with like the interconnected universe like Julia Louise Dreyfus shows up in this movie yeah. for a good chunk and like and if you haven't watched Disney Plus you're like which I haven't yeah, yeah. her Who, character added what? nothing to this right there's some like college student who's making her own Iron Man suit in this movie and yeah. I'm like why is she here I like <laughs> because we can't you know we got to get another we got to plant seeds. Iron Man in yeah. the oven this movie had to do a lot of things, so I understand that. I really like Ryan Coogler. Yeah. The original Black Panther is probably my favorite MCU movie. So really? this was a major letdown for me. Dang. It also, I don't know how much you've seen as far as the villains in this movie. I mean, I know that Namor is in it. Yeah, he's the central villain. Okay. But mm -hmm. he leads this whole underground army of like water people mm -hmm. and they're all teal colored. Oh, and I'm no. like, nobody anticipated the similarities between Avatar here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> because That's even, like, even as well developed as they were, it's like it was kind of cool to see this other, because you have the whole super civilization with Wakanda Wakanda, mm. to have a mirror of that with Namor. Sure. And I thought that was really well developed. But once you see Avatar, it's like, yeah, that dwarfs everything why, this is trying to do. Why invite the comparison? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got She Said at 63. Mm. That was the Harvey Weinstein story. Oh, right. Which, yeah. yeah, just the whole fact of them trying to make an Oscar movie out of Hollywood being corrupt <laughs> and covering it up for so many years is weird enough. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this was really mishandled. One of many Oscar hopeful movies that kind of bombed this year, rightfully so in this instance. Yeah, it feels like we're kind of watching the death of award movies a little bit this year. Like there've been a lot of typical award contenders or adult oriented movies that have kind of flopped and fallen on their face, which is a bummer. You mean critically panned or not making enough money at the box office or both, both. yeah because yeah. I, I think mean, it's both we've got a lot the menu women talking i want to dance with somebody the whitney houston story yeah. like people are not going to theaters for those kind of movies no mm -hmm. it's and you also have on the other hand like the golden globes trying to come back and yeah. reestablish themselves and gain credibility but they also are desperate for ratings so you have stuff like avatar and top gun nominated for best film which yeah. just feels weird <laughs> yeah. And it also diminishes those like prestige movies that are trying to, I guess the whole reason they're produced is to win awards. And so mm -hmm. if you don't have the awards or the audience there, it feels like that stuff's going to start shrinking even more. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like without a clear front runner, like this could also be the year that something like Top Gun Maverick or Avatar wins best picture, which is strange yeah. to say. <laughs> and I don't know if there's any going back from that. Yeah. Um, if the Golden Globes were going to make a statement coming back, I feel like they really should have nominated Will Smith for Emancipation. Uh -huh. Honestly, because yeah. he's fucking 
fucking awesome in that movie. We'll get to That's it later. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to talk about that. He's obviously not going to get anything at the Oscars no. after last year, but... No. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that should have been Golden Globes opening. If they wanted a big statement, if they wanted to get viewers, invite that moment for Will Smith to Yeah. Do you think he's himself. still just like, fuck! I'm sure, It's just this, like, thing that's still resonating through his entire life. Like, I mean, that, that mistake is still... It's looming over yeah. him. I mean, yeah. even promoting emancipation, he tried to like go do a press tour to talk about it. And what? He got the Daily Show. Like that shows you the level of people's interest in Will Smith's return. <laughs> it got really bad reviews. Why is it? did. I don't know why. I liked yeah. it. I thought it was really good. Really? Uh, yeah. We'll get to it later. Yep. I don't know why we're talking about the Golden Globes. Where'd we get? We're on 60s. We're in the 60s. Um, got the Weird Al movie. Yeah. I'm a big Weird Al fan. <laughs> that was 62. Should have been weirder. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, shoot. Should have been on something other than Roku. That too. Yeah. You can definitely feel the budgetary limits of yeah. a Roku movie. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, it's cool that they did like a parody of biopics for Weird Al's. Sure. movie but the whole time i'm sitting there going man walk hard did this so much better <laughs> it's so hard to i mean i thought that we were retiring the biopic after <laughs> walk hard yeah right but that persists and yeah apparently we have forgotten it to the point where we still need other parodies we've got a whole slew of netflix movies in the mid-tier <laughs> this is so funny um, they're so, all right where they should they are be they're too. bunched <laughs> together so yeah. 61 we got the adam project <laughs> I mean, we got shit on. I didn't think it was that bad. It's you liked middle. that one, right? Well, yeah. I, some of it hit home a little bit for me. So yeah. I think that did it. Yeah, for sure. And I can understand that because I had family members as well that were like, I actually like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it, it was just kind of like Ryan Reynolds exhaustion. <laughs> I felt bad that they made the kids be annoying like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I also was like, <laughs> it was like his second movie back to back where he was like, I'm doing lightsabers, you know? Because yeah. like, <laughs> Free Guy? Yeah. Free Guy, and then, which is actually a lightsaber, right? And yeah. then this one is like as close as you can be. Yeah. yeah. And I was just a little miffed yeah. by that. I don't know why. It's it definitely so stupid, felt but... like an 80s like montage of themes oh. between like all the Amblin stuff. And I don't know. I kind of liked it for that, even though it's very obviously borrowing from other things. Yeah. I'm surprised it's in this tier for you. I'm surprised you didn't have it lower. I could see myself as a kid really digging this. Uh huh. Okay. And did at any point, did you think he was going to pity fuck his mom? <laughs> no, dude. Never <laughs> was. It seemed like he was crushing that. on Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he just, it's been so long since he's seen her, you know? It's just. That's a weird scene. That's a weird scene. <laughs> I never thought that. Back to the Future. There you go. There's another Amblin. Also kind of reminded me of that Tom Cruise, uh, Emily Blunt movie in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because of the romance elements, which I actually thought that Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana were pretty awesome together. Yeah. But she's just the sci-fi queen, dude. She's I mean, so she's, good. Not to jump around to too do. much, but there were definitely conversations at Disney about whether or not to make a fully CGI Black Panther after Chadwick passed, right? Yeah. There had to be. Yeah. The way they're deep faking all these actors. It's getting ridiculous, actually. Did you know that Bruce Willis... I knew you were going to say this as soon as... <laughs> Have you guys seen that? No. I heard it's not true, though. Is it not true? No. There were reports that he sold his likeness because he has those yeah, health yeah. issues. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he sold his likeness to just be deep faked in movies. I mean... But I think he's referring ads, to that. Like a bunch yeah. of ads in Germany and shit. Yeah. Is what it reported. Yeah. I did not look any further beyond that. We'll see. I also find it funny that like <laughs> we're supposed to be championing original movies and going to theaters and supporting all this stuff. And it took us like, I don't think we ever did coordinate watching The Northman together. But then we no. all came to record an episode 
and everybody watched the Adam Project without even talking about it just because oh, it's on yeah. Netflix. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're part of the problem. We're yeah. just being yeah, fed the easy shit. Yep. <laughs> Convenience. Speaking of convenient easy shit, LeBron James produced Hustle. <laughs> Slaps his name on the poster, but he doesn't even show up in the movie. That's fine. That was weak as hell. Everybody's nah. in this fucking movie. Was it good? It's mid. It's Jim Gaffigan. It's okay. The basketball sequences are actually really well directed, but I mean, it's kind of just a typical diamond in the rough scout story where okay. Adam Sandler plays this slubby basketball scout, finds this dude in Spain, I think, and tries to get him into the NBA. Okay. Didn't live up to the gray man, that's for sure. No, the gray man's up a couple notches further. The Russo brothers are really good directors, and I keep waiting for them to prove that outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because they do great stuff with Winter Soldier and Endgame, Infinity War. Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. But Gray Man made me like it less um, because <laughs> it's basically a bad version of it, you yeah. know? And it kind of reveals some of the tricks, <laughs> yeah. some of the tropes, some of the lazy writing mechanics that the Russo brothers use. Besides that, this movie has like pretty bad action. Like there's a gimmick to every action scene that almost makes it worse, I would say. I like the fireworks one. That- really? I thought that was the worst. <laughs> Besides the plane, I Maybe thought the fireworks <laughs> was the worst. You can't tell what the fuck is going on and it's seriously just right at the start of the movie and it just tells you up front we didn't know what the fuck to do like you know a week before this movie came out there were no fireworks here look at these guys walk away there's no dust on their suits when they're done there were no fireworks this is all post effects because this we realized this action scene sucked at the end (laughs) i thought the train crash was worse for me where he kind of just is that what it is yeah i couldn't remember if it was a train or a plane or like a subway or something and he just kind of jumps off it at the end Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that exact shot because I started cracking up at how it looks like he just kind of like Mario walks yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he platforms off of the train and it's just fine. We had some bad train crash CGI this year between yeah. this and Bullet Train. Yeah. I just love Ryan Gosling. So do I. Me and too. Everything. I like, love him. I love. It didn't uh, take much for me to like that. He gets through the movie. And I'm just like, and I'm not mad at him for any of it somehow. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Everyone yeah. else, even Chris Evans, who I like a lot too. Yep. I'm like, man, he you... was a good villain in that. I, I mean, his character is just a mustache, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. It feels like his acting extends as far as his costumes take him. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, he was so good in Knives Out, and I don't know the if it was, was just good. because. <laughs> In in which it knives he, out uh, big yeah, sweater. That sweater that was it. So that's his great. costume. That's yeah. I mean, that's probably, that's the performance. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't like him in that. You didn't think his villain in that one was good. He's okay. I yeah. felt. Is it a bit too much? Like, isn't it cute that I'm playing a villain now? Yeah, it feels like that's what all <laughs> the Marvel so... guys do. Like, uh-huh. we get to Chris Hemsworth later in Spiderhead, but it feels <laughs> like I want to be the hammy villain after I'm just the faceless hero in yeah. Marvel. What else do we got? Gray Man, pretty mid. Yeah. Netflix made a lot of mid movies. That's what they do. They're pretty great at it. <laughs> um, Tar yeah. um, was number 60. Kate Blanchett's really good, but yeah, that's what I've heard. movie's really slow, really predictable, mm. kind of Oscar bait movie where mm. they're just hinging on her performance to carry things. Yeah. Did you ever get around to seeing Marcel the Shell with shoes no, on? Oh, I still no. haven't seen it. I really want to see this movie because I love the score. I've listened yeah. to that quite a bit. Definitely want to guess it's disaster piece. Just watching it. Yeah. It's, it's out of character for him in a good way. He's been out of character this year. He did Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> I never would have known. Name. 
yeah that that was his score yeah it's so it's just that's why i like him he's good at stuff yeah i like jenny slate too and, oh yeah and i didn't know that she'd been doing this character for a while like on youtube and stuff yeah so this uh, is based on a youtube series and yeah. it, uh-huh. it kind of feels like that okay all right that's the downfall but it is that's too bad because i i kind of like that about it too like you know as dumb as youtube is it is still kind of like you know it's diy in in ways and so i like seeing that i've kind of been hoping for like somebody to just upload the next great movie to youtube yeah like that would be awesome could totally happen shoot it on an iphone and all right cooking along here yep what do we got? 55 is Kimmy? Yeah, Kimmy. You like this movie, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I really like this movie. Other than like, I've seen the sentiment pretty consistently that like the end, people are like, what's up with the ending of this movie? Like what happened even here? I like the ending probably better than any of it. Really? Yeah, the it, weird smart home alone twist. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a, a quick five minutes of like basically Kimmy and, or wait, no, Kimmy is the name of the Alexa program. Yeah. So it's the main. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz teams up with Alexa and they <laughs> they wreck some shit. Set traps. It's cool. That sequence is cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. There are some parts of it that are kind of, I think, require maybe a little bit of suspension of disbelief in a movie that was not asking for a whole lot of that up yeah. until that point. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's this cool kind of like paranoid thriller, which I hadn't seen anything like that in a while, set in the COVID era, but not relying completely on like COVID era yeah. stuff. It's trappings. not a plot device. Really. No, uh-uh. the score was really cool. Kind of like some old Hitchcock type stuff. You didn't like that? No. Why? I thought it. Because so... it was trying to do that. Yeah, and I didn't mind it so much. The part where this movie lost me was like the chase scene. Yeah. Where it really amped up the Hitchcock stuff to uh-huh. a point where it felt like I was watching Looney Tunes. Like I it felt very that. cartoonish. Yeah. Otherwise, I really liked it. I thought this was one of Soderbergh's better recent movies. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I also think that Zoe Kravitz has been around for a while and I've liked her and stuff, but I was I was pretty wowed by her performance in this. Yeah. And just felt like it was a transformation that I had not seen her do before. Yeah. That, that's some of where my like for it is coming from. 54, we got Michael Bay's Ambulance, which is kind of a big, dumb action movie. He okay. goes a, a little film. drone crazy, which is kind of disorienting mm. just because you're flying around all these scenes and they don't necessarily line up. So not good drone work. No, the drone work was very distracting. Okay. But outside of that, it's very basic, like, it just throws you right into the car chase almost immediately, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think it's effective for what the movie is. I do find it a little strange. Do you like Jake Gyllenhaal as an action hero? Uh, not really. I, I like when he does weirder yeah, stuff, like, like uh, Donnie Darko. No, oh. he's the creepy Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, I figure that's what you're trying yeah, to say. Nightcrawler's yeah. great. He's Nightcrawler's s- awesome. That movie rules. Prisoner. Brokeback Mountain's a good oh, movie. Prisoner, God. Have you guys ever actually seen it? I've never actually watched it. It's no. actually a good movie. I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. No, I, I need to. Homophobes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he's really interesting when he does dramatic stuff, but he seems to really want to force himself as an action hero, and I don't I, I don't think it works that. for him. I'll bet he's That's just good. paying the bills with that stuff. Yeah. He seems like he picks interesting shit. Yeah. yeah. Prisoners, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a good one. You should watch that. I haven't, I've heard the good you, things about it. You've, you like uh, Denis Villeneuve's movies. What the fuck is that? Sicario <laughs> and... Uh, Hang on. What else does he do? Denis Villeneuve, that's his name, yeah. right? 
It's a it's a French name. He's Canadian, but yeah, but yeah French. Yeah, obviously. Sicario was awesome. I saw it in theater with you. Yeah, Arrival. You'll like you that. Too. I love Arrival. Arrival. Yeah, he did that. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah, Arrival's awesome. So yeah, Prisoners and oh Dune. Fan. I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah, Dune yeah. was the other Dune. one. Yeah, he's definitely on that list of best living directors for sure. Oh yeah, oh, wow. He's, he's okay. top three for me right now. Nice. Yeah. We got Spiderhead at 53, another I've, Netflix movie. Spiderhead. Did you watch that? I wanted to, I'm turned off by anything that gets promoted on Netflix and gets overhyped. This movie was like, oh, I guess the third act is happening. <laughs> yeah, the end is, was really sudden. Dude, more than any movie I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> that that's hyperbolic, but still, like It was very sudden. It just you spend the whole time in this place and there's this subtle tension between the antagonist and protagonist that like doesn't really go anywhere until all of a sudden Goose's son yeah. is just like, yeah. so, all right, now I'm going to call you Goose's out son. on all the stuff that I don't like about Spiderhead. Baby Goose. Yeah, Baby Goose gets all <laughs> mad at Thor. Uh, <laughs> Thor was pretty fun Baby in this Goose movie. Yep. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, I think, like Ryan was complaining about the Marvel guys wanting to do their eccentric villain yeah who do you think does it better between hemsworth between the chris's we can do all the chris's because chris pine is the villain of don't worry darling yeah but he's <laughs> clearly the best can i go chris pine. marvel but not mcu yeah because i think this dude totally remind me of the big lots version of oscar isaac and ex machina <laughs> yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's what he did the night before he got so into yeah. oscar isaac and ex machina that's he's like guys this. guys this is what i'm gonna do <laughs> that's all i thought about especially with like the cheesy 80s pop songs and stuff going yeah on. yeah i love the ending even though it was sudden like if mm -hmm. the movie was all that that would have been great okay but yeah definitely very unbalanced 54 we got dr strange what well, this is our second marvel of the year yeah it is what it is i, I like sam raimi he did yeah. some cool stuff here but yeah, yeah the whole phase four just feels like a hypothetical playground of like what if we did this? Yeah. And it's all the multiverse, so none of it has to have consequences. It's weird. I really just, I haven't been able to latch on to any of it since the... The blip. Yeah, since the <laughs> climax of everything they were doing. Now it's like, oh, we're still doing this. All right. John Krasinski was cool. But yeah. then like, even that, they're was like... It? it was I cool just... that they killed him off real quick. <laughs> I thought that was the cool part is that Sam Raimi was basically like... <laughs> it was cool because I didn't expect it at all. Like, not, yeah. I didn't expect to see Jim it sitting up there. Yeah. Chill. It felt like another thing like we were talking about with Donald Glover of like That's how we know fans have been talking about this. Let's yeah. do it. Oh, okay, yeah. And it doesn't have to be real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Xavier feels that way to me too, as much yeah. as I'm why is Xavier Xavier? I don't is he know. is he Xavier in every universe? Is it the same dude? Who knows? No, you know? they don't need to give an answer. They don't on explain it. So, it. Yeah. It's weird. It's the multiverse. <laughs> Anything yeah. can happen. But oh. yeah, the the Sam Raimi elements that shine through, like little demonic creatures with like weird and high pitched voices. Yeah. It's like hell yes. Seeing <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch be up for the end of this movie where he's in full on zombie makeup and yeah. like twitching his head around uh -huh. in this really convincing way. Like I love that shit. That was just, cool. Just give me a whole movie of that but like i wanted more sam raimi than what it seemed like he was able to get through in this movie and same thing with uh wakanda forever i didn't understand the uh like teenage girl that just gets thrown into this story america chavez <laughs> yeah like, she got she seemed completely pretty bad deal completely useless yeah <laughs> yeah as sloppy introduction i don't know the whole connected universe i think is just getting too big yeah it's, it's big. It's, it's bloated. Yeah. There's I, too many narratives they have to keep up in the air. 53. So this is probably the worst way to be introduced to Bob's Burgers, but... <laughs> 
I've never seen the show before. Oh my god! You ha- you watched the movie. I first watched thing the movie you did. first. I mean, I've seen parts of Bob's Burgers, but I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen a whole episode start to finish. Hmm. Naturally, this is where I started. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think? It's fine, but I think like my flavor of H. John Benjamin is definitely more Archer, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas this is yeah. a little too cutesy. It took mm-hmm. me a while to get used to Bob's Burgers for sure, especially after being introduced to Archer first. As far- Oh, go ahead. I thought it was good. Yeah. As far as like small screen to big screen transitions, I just didn't feel like it had that much to where this couldn't fit in an episode. Oh, for sure. I think that there are plenty of episodes that are way more entertaining and more funny than this whole movie. Yeah. I don't know why they feel like there's a need to do this. Yeah. That was kind of my thing. Like, unless they just want to make a bunch of money. Like South Park had a much bigger scale when they did the movie and The Simpsons. Beavis and Butthead. Even Spongebob. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the Spongebob yeah. movies, and I feel like that's a mistake. I it need, is. I need to watch those, because I like the, the creative team there. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to up the pace. 1.5 speed. Unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> the Nick Cage movie. Yeah, this is the one that Ben was so excited for. Yeah. We were all, I was, dude. We yeah. were all going to go see it together and we shit. Never did. did you see it at, <laughs> at all? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we both oh, really? saw it. <laughs> I was really expecting that you'd see that. Yeah. No. Oh, man. I love Nick Cage. And, yeah. like, this definitely feels like it's jumped the shark of the Nick Cage joke. Was anything it's about like it watching a at all? meme become self aware? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Pedro Pascal, he's great. He really is. Is he the guy in Narcos? Yeah. Yep. Mando mm-hmm. and uh, The Bubble. Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's- the subtle shades of his characters are really impressive to me. And that's what yeah. I felt during Unbearable Weight yeah. of Massive Talent. It's like he just... Everybody plays... else is so heavy-handed in this movie. He brings yeah. some nuance to it. Yes. What did you think of him conversing with the younger version of himself? I don't know. There were moments that I thought it was it worked, but then there were moments where it felt a little forced. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the... kind of where I land on it, too. The Nick fucking Cage thing. The real drawn out scream that he keeps doing. You didn't like that? No. And the fact that he did it again at the end, I was like, oh God. Yeah. (laughs) That that epitomizes my experience with this movie pretty well. Is that from one of his movies or is it just a very Nick Cage type thing to do? I think they just told him, deliver this line in the most Nick Cagey way you can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's cool that he can laugh at himself and like the fact that he has become a living meme. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it seems like he's gotten through some of his debt problems and is back to like making good movies and not making like 20 straight to video movies every year. Just to pay for all the castles that he bought on loans yeah he's handed that off to mel gibson apparently oh okay (laughs) why did how did he even get into that in the first place he's like a literal treasure collector like national treasure he no i meant like how did he get into just like getting these shitty roles well that's why he's trying to pay off these literal that's real castles and dinosaur skulls that he buys oh my god yeah so he is an interesting guy he got carried away buying stuff but yeah he definitely is (laughs) he's very eccentric he did a uh an ama not too long back and oh yeah i yeah there could be someone there helping him like with the persona and stuff but like i thought a lot of his answers were like pretty cool definitely someone unique is that the end of the mid oh no we've got a couple more i think we've talked about vengeance twice and it got cut both episodes because there's just not very interesting <laughs> topics to talk about with this movie other than BJ Novak made a movie. Yeah. Great job. Yep. You said it had good reviews, right? But you didn't like it? 
It was okay. It's With mid. Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I mean. <laughs> I like it less every time I think about yeah, it. Yeah. The more you it's, peel back, the less yeah. you like it. It's an admirable effort. I think so. It's very ambitious, but it's, yeah. you know, compared to John Krasinski and Jordan Peele, who made like the comedy to societal horror pivot. Mm-hmm. This feels more like a, you know, a single or a double where those are definitely home runs. Definitely trying out some different tones in this movie. Sometimes it feels skillful. Sometimes it feels accidental. I often find myself wondering how self-aware BJ Novak is Mm -hmm. because there are points where he definitely mocks how condescending he can come off. Yeah. But then there are other points. That's a lot of what he's doing with the character in this movie. That's what he does with himself in the office. But I wonder Uh how much of that is genuine. Well, I think Uh there probably is some of this genuine and he knows it. Yeah. Like his whole character in the office is just the same thing. Pretentious. Yeah. Uppity hipster dude. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, when you open your movie, like talking about text etiquette with John Mayer. Yeah. That sets a a pretty good precedent for what's to follow. Yep. 44, we got Thor. Okay, is this our highest Marvel of the year? I think it is. It might be. I can't what? imagine There's anything. Nothing in top tier? No. I think it would be lower than Doctor Strange for me. Yeah. I, I would probably almost flip them from where you've got them, but I, I respect the decision. <laughs> the Christian uh, Bale's villain not make up for anything? He no. was great, man. He you just... didn't like it, Max? Oh, you didn't like no, it? No, go ahead, please. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... I want to hear what you have to say about it. I was just going to say I really enjoyed him, but he didn't. They didn't give him a lot of room. They took too much time telling dumb butt jokes with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I would agree with that. I liked what what Christian Bale was doing, but it felt just like a wacky thing to put in this movie. A wacky thing, really? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I I don't know. Taika always tries to balance darker and lighter tones. And usually successfully, like Hunt for the Wilder People. What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Bunch of cool stuff. I was bummed because I really like Ragnarok. That's probably my second favorite Marvel movie behind Winter Soldier. So Yeah. It just felt like they went for the joke way too many times here. Yeah. It was And I'm I always want them to go for the joke. I can't believe I'm like naysaying that, but it's yeah, I needed more story and more coherence. Violent Night was pretty decent. Really? Um, David Harbour playing Santa Popper? Claus, mm-hmm. yeah. Leans on its influences pretty heavily. That's why it's in the mid. Um, okay. Barbarian, we got it 40. What did you think of this movie? I really liked you it. You liked it? Yeah, it's, it'd be higher up for me. I thought that it stretched maybe the benefit of the doubt a little bit as far as how much it gave the audience. There were times where I was like, okay, I need a little more for the story to keep going, but I see. Justin Long does a pretty great job on his own carrying this thing. I haven't seen him anything in a minute. He's great in this. I didn't know anything about this movie, and I think that's why it worked so well for me. Yeah. Because it just goes in some weird places. It's totally unexpected. And I think that's kind of the whole movie's game, is trying to subvert your expectations, but it does it in a good way. When you finally get to the thesis of the movie, it feels really nice to know that they didn't just like beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Considering too. what it's about. Yeah. And the cinematography is really well done. Like, it's all done yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. But I think it just stretched my patience at times. Whereas, like, I did enjoy the overall thing, especially it's one of those movies where, like, the more you think about it, the more you like it. Yeah. In contrast to Vengeance, <laughs> this definitely kind of lingers with you for a while. I don't know mm-hmm. that I would necessarily revisit it. But yeah. it definitely leaves an impression, I would say. 39, we got Emily the Criminal. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? As someone that like just was never really too impressed with Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. 
I just, I really am at this point. (laughs) (laughs) She won you over. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing her and stuff. I just think that she's been able to mine a lot of interesting characters from like a similar place. I guess I didn't expect her to become such a nuanced actor. And I just, I really like watching her. I think part of that too is like, she's a good curator of good roles. I don't think that she just takes like anything. But yeah, she's definitely someone that I'm like looking out for at this point. And if she's in something, I'm probably going to want to check it out. I've been pretty heavily infatuated with Aubrey Plaza, so <laughs> this is only reaffirming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Even having said that, I don't know that I would have necessarily saw her leading this kind of movie before this. Yeah. This was uh, an interesting choice for her. Like, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily pick this as something that she could do, and she did it really well. I mm-hmm. think this is probably one of her best performances. Yeah. And I, I'll always champion a movie that is dealing with the reality of dealing with student loans and how fucked up that is. <laughs> right. We That's, don't have enough of those. <laughs> That's just an easy entry point to get sympathy with anyone these days. Yeah. I got debt. Oh, shit. He's going to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's enough of the mid. Let's get on to the good stuff. Okay. These are the the fourth tier. The good, not great. Just one notch below. Okay. These are the Chris Pauls. That's fair. Um, Let's start off with X. Okay. Uh, Yeah. This has been one that's been championed as one of the better horror movies of the year. We've got Mm -hmm. it at 34. What'd you think of X? I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Ty West hasn't done anything in a while, so it was cool to see him come back. I definitely didn't mm-hmm. expect it to expand into a trilogy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really well done. Yeah. Cast was good. It's stylish, but not overly so. The cast was really good. It was probably my favorite Kid Cudi performance. He's another person that I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't expect you to like stick with acting yeah. so much, <laughs> but like you're getting good. Like I, I like watching you. And great introduction to Mia Goth, who at this point I'm just excited to see a lot more of. I mean, we'll talk about her more later because I yeah. think it's probably better to bring her up around Pearl. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> skipped Pearl. She's she's yeah. coming. 33, we got Jackass Forever. Yeah, there it is. Pretty solid. We finally got around to seeing it. I don't think we ever reviewed it. We just talked about reviewing it. Yeah. It's good. That was for our interview with Meredith. Yep. And it all (laughs) fell apart. This fucking assigned seating. Those sell out quick. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, The Menu's 32. Solid cast. Pretty good premise. Yeah. Yeah, I liked this movie. I think this is the start of a category that you can put some of the movies in this year. You can put White Lotus in this year. Right. Like just panning rich, (laughs) white usually white white people. Yeah. (laughs) And I like this category. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, This movie, I think, out of those, it earns that the least. I think it's the most petty of that category aiming its sights a little too low sometimes a little obvious not having as much empathy for people and yeah being a bit obvious or or, yeah just kind of petty but this one ties more into art i think than the white lotuses and the other things like that and i appreciate that message but again it's like everyone wants their art to be appreciated more than it is like that's like you said obvious 31. Did you get around to seeing Nitrum? No. I had no idea. It's based on a true story from the Port Arthur massacre in Australia. Okay. It just has a really solid cast. It's a little slow, but just seeing it all play out was really interesting. Caleb Landry Jones yeah. is the lead, and he's another one of those guys where I'm like, if he's involved, that usually piques my interest. Yeah, same here. 30s Glass Onion. Did you get around to that one, Ben? No. No. <laughs> Uh, the Knives Out sequel. I wasn't a huge fan of the original Knives Out, but this one I thought was a lot better. It provided a lot more room for the supporting cast, whereas I felt like the original was really focused on Anna de Armas and Daniel Craig. Yeah, okay. I liked getting to spend more time with Dave Bautista. Yeah, I was and just going to say Dave yeah. Bautista. 
Ed Norton's weird Elon Musk character. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was solid. And also... Um, the outfits were great, too. I got to... <laughs> Janelle Oh, yeah, Monet. Janelle Monet. She's yeah. great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I liked her in that show. Homecoming? Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like, yeah, getting to, obviously getting to see her do more. Yeah. And she was awesome. 29, we got another Netflix movie, a lot more controversy embattled one, Blonde. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get anybody to talk about Blonde. No, I think you're the only person that liked this movie. I think so. I liked it. I thought the director did a really good job. I definitely see why people don't like it, but Mm. it is what it is. 28, got a lot more audience-friendly inductee in the Fablemans. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's basically a Steven Spielberg origin story, which... uh, it's interesting. How he got his adamantium uh, skeleton. <laughs> right. Obviously one of the most influential filmmakers of our generation. Okay. So to see him kind of expose this personal side of his life that we don't really know much about was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed that it felt like he kind of stepped away from that and just was like this idealized Boy Scout. And it turned into more about his parents. Oh, okay. But... Paul Dano and Michelle Williams as his parents were great. Mm-hmm. I, I think Michelle Williams, probably the front runner to win the Oscar this year. Who do you think deserves that top spot? It's usually Scorsese versus Spielberg for best directors of all time. Do you lean more in the Spielberg camp or Scorsese? I do. Yeah. I do, just because I'm a sucker for good, wholesome blockbuster. Right you know kid friendly family friendly movies that are done well well and he's got such a range like yeah not that that's all he does but like some of my favorites are that like right jurassic park yeah but then he goes into like minority report and schindler's list oh my god saving private ryan yes so much (laughs) insanely good movies yeah do you think he would have had the same career had he not hooked up with John Williams? No one would have had the same career without John <laughs> Williams, dude. Yeah. He's the one. He's, he's it's the him. one. <laughs> it's him. It's not Lucas. It's not Spielberg. It's John, dude. I love that guy. He improved everything. What did you think of uh, Triangle of Sadness? Palm Dior winner. Number 27 on the list. This is another one that is in the Panning Rich People category. Yeah. Yep. And it's a good version of it. I like this one. A lot of interesting stuff to point out, I think, about equality and inequality and the facade of wealth. This movie combines beauty and the grotesque in a really satisfying way. I mean, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> What's like, this one called? This... Triangle of Sadness. That sounds cool. Woody Harrelson's in it. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. It has one of the like grossest scenes I've seen all year. Most um, authentic puking scene I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not someone that's typically like, oh, this is making me sick to watch other people puke, but that scene made me feel (laughs) pretty bad. It's great. It's disgusting, and I I never want to see it again, but it's like, it's so well done. Yeah. And the places it goes after that are are very important to the story, but I feel like it maybe climaxes a bit early in a way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It even has like the chapter titles, doesn't it? To split up the three sections, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I think it does. But it definitely feels very disconnected. Like the three segments are very distinct when you start out with the vapid Instagram models. Yeah. And then it goes to the vomit scene with everybody in the dinner. And then the beach. Yeah. The beach beach was my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Um, Just turns into (laughs) late capitalism, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. That's great. I love that stuff. It's still very, I mean, it's probably the most comedic at that point. Yeah. I think. I think I enjoyed that the best. I think the puking part turned me off a little bit just because of this movie obviously has a lot of messages it's trying to get across. Uh-huh. But when Woody Harrelson is literally sermonizing his that, captive 
part was <laughs> audience. Yeah, that was a little much. It's a little preachy. I thought that whole character was not necessary. Yeah, he seemed. Those were my least favorite parts. Yeah. Other than that, though, there were there were good parts about it. Yes. Um, Twenty six. I got Elvis. I was surprised. I didn't think I necessarily wanted to see Elvis's story played out in a huge movie, but mm-hmm. it was done really well. And Austin Butler is really really good as Elvis. It's probably the first time I've ever watched a movie and Tom Hanks was the worst part of it. Oh, (laughs) damn. I don't know that I ever thought I'd say that, but yeah, him in a fat suit with this bad Southern accent, just not, not great. 24, got Banshees of Inisherin. Really simplistic. It almost feels like a fairy tale, like a gothic fable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Martin McDonough, who directed uh, In Bruges with Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, gets those two back together for this. I think it was a little slow for my taste, but overall, really well done. Kind of like Barbarian. The more you think about it, the more you really like it. Mm -hmm. 19, we got Spin Me Round. Speaking of Aubrey Plaza, she's in this movie. Her husband wrote and directed it's the one with um it's got a lot of people allison allison brie, brie co-wrote yeah. it with aubrey plaza's husband yeah. jeff bayana i gotta learn how to pronounce people's names <laughs> who is the guy in this one too because he is cast so well that he should just fucking retire because <laughs> he's never gonna find a better role are you talking about alessandro N- nivola yeah. yeah i mean i love that guy like i've seen him in a bunch of stuff i think he's great yeah but god damn like he's so good at this i did it's... not expect him to have that comedic range like he was so good in that sopranos movie last year and he just shows yeah. up as such a goon here oh my god dude he's so <laughs> what is goofy spin me round the whole cast is hilarious it seems though. so natural yeah they they are very funny this feels very much like a christopher guest movie where you just get the funniest fucking people in a room and just let them try to out weird each other yeah yeah (laughs) zach woods when he loses it is like the funniest moment in any movie i saw this year when he just goes off just is so paranoid and mad right god it's fucking great and uh we need more zach woods yeah we do (laughs) he's he's so good and is it molly shannon who's yeah molly shannon tim heidecker she is like i think probably my favorite snl alum ever possibly yeah name some better ones for me i mean will ferrell will Will ferrell comes to mind but (laughs) i like sandler yeah no (laughs) i like her better than both of those people i mean i like her i'm not saying anything against her but all time is a big statement anytime she shows up she's funny she's really good i don't i don't think you can say that about will ferrell (laughs) i mean we got chris Catan. what about him (laughs) (laughs) moving on at number 18 pearl we got pearl I did not expect to like Pearl this much, Yeah, but yeah, it definitely improved upon X, which felt a little shaky. I think the horror elements didn't work for me as well in X, Yeah, and this feels like a much more cohesive showcase for Mia Goth to play this deranged woman obsessed with being famous, and it's like this really cool take on the whole like old Hollywood, I was born to be a star storyline. Do you think they plan all of this, or do you think they just got really into that character from the first movie? I really don't know, because it does kind of feel like... Because it's written by Ty West and Maya Goth. And it's like, yeah. did you guys just like create this backstory for this character? And like, this like... is good enough. We got enough budget left over from X. Let's just shoot this. Seems like that might have <laughs> been the case. This one, I think, is like more stylish oh, yeah. uh, in a cool way. It's kind of hilarious at times, like yeah. in a good way. It's just so fucking over the top insane. The score is so good. Yeah. I don't know who did the music for this, but they should keep working with Mia Goth because I think they brought out something in her or just were perfectly scored 
explored what was already there more yeah. likely because she's she's incredible yeah her monologue near the end there is phenomenal all right ben are you still there number 16 i'm here mike, ben are Get you ready on mike I'm landing the plane. 16. Top Gun Maverick. Thoughts? <laughs> Go. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was overwhelmed because it was so hyped up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good, but the action scenes didn't feel like there was anything at stake because it's Top Gun and I know nobody's going to die. Even when Tom Cruise crashed his plane and he's on the ground and you don't know what he's going to do? Even then. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that yep. was my favorite part. That was a really good... I watched it again. Yeah. Um, it's a very good movie for sure. I bought it. So you bought it? Dang. I bought it. That's a commitment. It. So, yeah, I liked it. Better than the original? Can't speak on that. Have you not seen the original? I, dude, I have, but like so long ago, I went back to rewatch it. And I'm yeah. so scared of, you know. How it'll hold up. Yeah, just yeah. like the production, the yeah. everything, no 4K. I felt like this had a lot more stakes because I watched the original Top Gun for the first time like a year ago. Okay. And it didn't do much so you, for me. So you can't really shame me into not. If I no, it. no, but you were Maverick like four years I in know. a row for Halloween. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I thought you held it in higher esteem than I did. No, I didn't. I was a poser. <laughs> I'm a poser. <laughs> yeah, I think the original one I've heard is cheesy too. I remember it was, but yeah, that one just feels like it has zero stakes because it's all just training. At least this, they were on enemy ground, even though it's uh, that's true faceless enemy that they don't really ever go into detail about. Uh huh. No, it's a solid popcorn blockbuster. Right? Yeah, it is. There really aren't any flaws to it. Other than believing a bar full of people know all the words to Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> yeah, in whatever year it's supposed to right. be. You got anything on Maverick, Max? No. No. I mean, I want, <laughs> I, my brother and I burned out the original Top Gun VHS tape. We oh, had. yeah? So you're a fan of the original? Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't say think that. I've seen it since then. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably like certain parts of it and be nostalgic for certain parts of it and think other parts of it are ridiculous because yeah. I'm sure they are. But I don't even know if I really need to like connect it regardless of what, you know, whether the first one holds up or not. I think this is, this is just a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It stands yep. on its own. Tom Cruise doing what he does besides whatever else he's doing when he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Go up the list a little bit here. Bros, number 13. Yeah. I yeah. love Billy, yeah. but I did not watch this movie. Did movie you guys rules. like it? I oh, yeah. I love this movie. It's 13, it man. That good, huh? <laughs> yeah. I need to watch it. It's really pretty good. great. Yeah. It's probably the funniest movie of this year. Really? Uh, I think so. Okay. I thought it was hilarious. It's probably the, yeah, best pure comedy we have on the list. It's good. And it also, it's not just that. Like, it's it's doing a lot more than that. Just a good romantic comedy. It practices what it preaches, though, about not just being another rom-com with two guys instead of a guy and a girl. Right. Like, it's very no. unique in breaking down basically just relationship norms in general. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, final scene with him saying, like, love is not love and my story is not your story. Like, yeah. Every relationship is unique. You can't just cast everybody in the same mold. Mm -hmm. I think that really speaks to like how much more universally accessible this movie could have been, especially when like that's the theme of this movie. And it was still just kind of marketed as like, oh, it's a Judd Apatow movie with two dudes. Yeah, and it's right. like, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because I wish this would have been more popular or seen by more people. Because this I is know. another one that bombed pretty, pretty hard. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. And I don't know. What, I mean, yeah, I guess that's why. It's funny. I enjoyed it. 12, we got Emancipation. There it is. This is Will Smith's best performance. It got huh. shit on online. It's, yeah, not got good reviews. And it may be just the Haitian accent, but he's he's really fucking good in this. And it sucks that nobody's going to watch this movie because he slapped Chris Rock a year ago. Yeah. 
it's a great movie and it kind of feels like this lost historical epic kind of like a Braveheart or a Gladiator yeah um, it's not to that quality by any means because it is still just Chris Paul we don't have it up <laughs> in the Gladiator <laughs> realm of things but it's really good man Antoine Fuqua the director it's probably his best movie since Training Day 11 we got Avatar yeah um, the first one was good I feel like it's so commonly called overrated that it's kind of underrated at this point. Mm -hmm. Solid story, some good action scenes, and Way of Water has everything but better. <laughs> I think my biggest hang up with it was just the stylistic choices. Like I didn't like the character design of the Navi. Looked like somebody went gung-ho with the face paint at the zoo. And the On... fact that their ponytails plug into their environment like yeah. a flash drive. And... You don't like that? No, I didn't like that. But story-wise, this is good. This okay. is really good. The action is incredible. Like I I was kind of hesitant to see if he could still pull that stuff off and he, he really does here. Yeah. The ending of this movie is awesome. Cool. I agree. But yeah. It was yeah. it was quite the spectacle. I'm glad we went oh, solo. Yeah. No, um absolutely. You have to see this movie in, in theaters, I think. It's quite Look, the experience. I'm excited for more. I mean Yeah. It's been a while since I was like so stunned by computer animation. Yeah. I mean it's gotten kind of boring in some ways and I feel bad saying that because I know those people are so overworked already and the only reason that this one looks amazing is because they spent a ton of money on it and had a ton of time. But I at certain points felt like I could reach out and touch the material that was in front of us when we were at the movie theater. Like it literally tricked my brain for a couple seconds. No, it uh, was it was stunning the level of detail. Like mm -hmm. I was to a point where there were so many scenes that were completely computer animated. When there was a human character, that was what looked fake. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, it's the yeah. lighting. <laughs> no, but... no, I agree. Yeah, there was some weird, there was some strangeness to that. Yeah. I was concerned because when we're sitting there and they show like that Ant-Man 3D trailer <laughs> yeah. and it just looks like a fucking pop-up book. Yeah. I was like, oh no, is that what it looks <laughs> like? And then you get the be? Yeah. Avatar starts and it's like, oh no, not when James Cameron does it. Yeah, you can definitely tell when something has been filmed with the intent yeah. of being a 3D movie as opposed to separating the, the colors afterwards. Yeah. You guys watch it in 3D? Yeah. Yep, 3D, 3D IMAX. IMAX. My first we, IMAX yeah, movie. We went for it. So I wanted to bring something up about this. Like, What do you think about the fact that he's making the more family-friendly style movies? Because this is someone that, you know, like most of his big stuff is not, right? Yeah. And there are concepts in this movie that like would just be throwaway stuff in someone else's movie. But I feel like his shit is just better thought out. Yeah. Like the whole how certain people have come back oh, yeah, from yeah. the dead could be like a whole movie in itself. Yeah. And like a darker, less family friendly movie, I think. But yeah, like, are you satisfied with him doing this kind of stuff? Or would you, do you wish that this was something more adult? I mean, to me, it just feels a lot more organic than like, say, when you watch like the Disney Star Wars trilogy, which is very obviously trying to placate to younger audiences. Yeah. This definitely has that inclination, but I mean, again, just to speak to like the action sequences at the end, like it's pretty full force. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like a softball to me. And yeah, I went from somebody who was like, who the fuck cares about Avatar to like, when's the next one coming out after yeah. I saw this? So it definitely got me excited to see where this is going. And also just because we haven't seen a filmmaker get this big a scale to explore an original concept since probably Star Wars. 
See, and that's how I feel about it too. I I st- started comparing him to George Lucas in my head after this, just because it's so notable to me that like George Lucas was making films for kids and using cutting edge technology to do it, and yeah. now we have kids that have grown up watching that stuff and they've been so inspired to like do stuff of their own and i'm i'm glad that james cameron is like using this crazy technology to make kids movies because then kids can like see that and get super inspired by it i like that kind of thing i think that's cool i don't know i think even calling it like a kid's movie is kind of diminishing but it's like what i mean is like the difference between avatar and like terminator yeah you know i think it's just more universally it appeals to a wider audience. Like it's more yeah. palatable to more people. Yeah. Which I think is, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're not sacrificing anything in the story, which this I means three hours long. I don't think they cut much of anything. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number 10, we got 13 lives. It's good to see Ron Howard making some solid movies again oh, after yeah. a couple misfires. Do you think that this is coincidental that Bezos paid for this one when there was the whole Elon Musk drama around the 13 lives kids i didn't know there was elon musk drama around the 13 lives kids he was saying that he was going to use his submarine to get them and then the diver that like had to actually do it was like shut the fuck up like you have nothing to do with this you're just saying that to get credit and then elon musk like called the guy a pedophile uh oh shit (laughs) yeah this was not in the movie (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised because i i thought surely jeff bezos was just like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make this movie to out him (laughs) yeah it's just like all about elon musk (laughs) billionaire shaming movie wait wait this movie just about a Twitter feud. I shouldn't no, make because so. it's like a serious thing, and it's cool that they made a movie about it. So I hate. I'm sorry to no, no, it's... drag it down with my dumbass jokes. But <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't realize any of that was going on. No, it was a true story about these. Uh, it's a soccer team in Thailand that got stuck in these caves for. I don't remember how long, a month or so. Yeah. And they had a diving team go in and rescue them. Oh, and, okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's a true story. It's really interesting. I didn't know all the details to it. So as it's unfolding. like 2017, I think, or 2018 when that happened. But yeah, it's done really well. Like Ron Howard recreates everything really organically. And like a lot of movies like this can feel kind of, I don't know, like a Hallmark movie, like feel good, triumph. Yeah. Everybody here though is so grounded and realistic that like it never comes off like that. It feels like a documentary. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, it's got three really good leads with Vigo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, and Joel Egerton. So that helps. And yeah, it was just really, really compelling story. I didn't know about the Elon Musk feud. I don't but... know. We should... <laughs> Fuck that guy. I don't know why we're talking about him. <laughs> Cut all this out. Number nine, RRR. Yeah. What is that? This movie's insane. Was it Rise, Revolution, and Revolt? Is that, yeah. is that the three R's? It is an Indian movie. A roar, rise, roar, and revolt. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's a three-hour fucking cocaine binge of action and music and just the coolest best friend montage you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's on Netflix. They actually beat Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, and Rihanna for best song at the Golden Globes. Nice. So that's pretty fucking great. Do you know which one it was? Um, it's the one where they have like the dance off and he kind of wingmans him. The, not to not the to. white girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's phenomenal. It's just like a yeah, sensory attack. Yeah. This is like the kind of relentless, big spectacle movie I wished Bullet Train was. Like I wanted mm-hmm. the big, crazy action scenes that this movie has. Yeah. 
I agree with that. It's just insane. And the it's so stylized. The cinematography's great. He throws a fucking truck full of wild animals at a guy at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's insane. Oh it's God. the most. It's, it's like a video just, game in the best way. so much wild stuff. Yeah. yeah. Best musical torture <laughs> scene of the year goes to <laughs> RRR. <laughs> See, that was the point it lost me. So it is... That one I didn't like. It is a step there, below. There are like a few scenes that are, yeah, just like get a bit more violent than I would have expected. And that one in particular, yeah, the animation that's used for it is like disturbing. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Well, in the song, I don't know if it was maybe just like a lost in translation thing, but it feels like this big turning point for the characters. And I didn't feel like the song really conveyed that. Hmm. that change of attitude that well i i maybe missed that because i think that was my favorite song oh yeah 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 i really liked his yeah. his uh the singing on that one yeah so i i probably got a little sucked into that hypnotized yeah. well i just felt like it it peaked so hard with with that big fight like i said with the truck full of animals yeah. and like taking down the colonizers like yeah. that was great yeah. and then you hit the title scene and then it feels like it just lulls with like flashbacks and mm. but mm. i mean it's pretty hard to maintain that level of energy for three hours that's the first time i've heard someone use uh the word lulls to yeah. describe this movie and yeah i mean it's it's definitely an endurance test like i shouldn't downplay it because it definitely keeps up the energy for the majority but i think maybe yeah. it's just structurally it kind of took me out of the momentum of where things were going and it felt like that was like the peak moment of the movie dead yeah. center the finale action is also really well done but yeah. i think it paled a little bit in comparison for me yeah but Overall, this is great. Like, I can't wait to see what this guy makes next, yeah, whether or not there's like... rumors that he's going to make a sequel to this. Oh, I, okay. I don't know necessarily if that would work, maybe, but um, yeah. I'm there for whatever he makes next. Yeah. Like, this is great. It's such a good movie. <laughs> such a unique, or I mean, obviously this is coming from a different culture, so I don't know how unique it, it is, honestly, but it is to me. And yeah. I've never seen something like this before, and it's it was really great. It does everything, man. I can't yeah. imagine... Just seeing how much their leads are able to do from the dance sequences to the action. Like, can you imagine, like, we talked about Brad Pitt in Bullet Train. Can you imagine someone like Brad Pitt trying to do all the shit these guys do? It's like (laughs) I was talking to my brother the other day about, you know, sometimes I forget that, like, most people in other countries are, like, bilingual and (laughs) are just maybe more impressive in some ways than than americans can right. be uh typically and they're asked to do more that's yeah and that's kind of <laughs> how i felt watching these two actors is like oh yeah I it's just being expected an actor, yeah that there's gonna be just, a giant dance number in the middle of this movie of yeah. course <laughs> yeah fuck dude it's a lot of work i want to see tom cruise dance like this i yeah. want to see tom cruise make a movie like this all right number eight this one I had up a lot higher than most people. So I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts on it. No, dude, I'm right there with You're you. You're with, okay. It's so underrated. Fresh. That's the one you had me watch. I think you watched like the last 20 minutes because Haley was watching it in another it room. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, here's the right. twist. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Okay. But yeah. That's horror, right? Yeah. Horror it's a lot comedy. Of horror on the list. Yeah. Comedy. There's a lot of horror. There's nothing yeah. funny about it. It's kind of funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I would I, say so. Uh, Maybe. It's I very... saw the part where some girl escapes for her life. Yeah. yeah. It's intense I mean, at the no, end. there's that intense <laughs> stuff. And I'd you, say it's... I mean, it's admittedly, it's funny in like the same way that American Psycho is funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or Get Out. Like, there are yeah. funny parts, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, but, uh, it's demented. No, I mean, Sebastian Stan, dude. Another Marvel dude going oh, unhinged. 
but, <laughs> hey, this is the best version of it i yeah. think like oh my gosh i could have used maybe even a bit more of of him just like leaning into frame with like yeah. some goggles on and like crazy tools in his hand and just, yeah having a good time you don't seem as as hot on him no that's my that's my one conflict i have with the movie i feel like the twist enhances it so much that i don't know that it holds up on repeat viewings but okay. yeah i struggled with whether or not i wanted him to like you said kind of go full patrick bateman and yeah. just ham it up but then i think the fact that he plays it a little more conservative makes the fact that daisy edgar jones could maybe potentially give him like a second chance mm -hmm. it makes it more credible that like she's yeah. not completely scared of this guy because oh, he's a psycho sure. you know yeah that's a good point so that's his wife right is what you're talking about um i mean it's his captive <laughs> hostage is she the one that sticks up for him in the end though and tries to kill those girls uh, no his wife's a different I person. I shouldn't have even fucking asked. I'm fine. <laughs> it's all right. I watched the last, no. like, 20 minutes. I don't know what I'm thinking. No, his wife, Chime yeah. In. His wife does, does try to stick up for him, but he kind of, like, becomes sympathetic with Daisy Edgar Jones to the point where you think, okay, maybe, like, he does actually care for her and they have a real relationship built on something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that the story would work if he went fully just insane as so much as point. my first no. inclination was the same thing. Like, yeah. I want him to go nuts I here. I think it was just... Seeing that actor do that yeah. was just delightful in a way that seeing Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans do somewhat similar character turns or yeah. or just like playing against type just wasn't as thrilling. Yeah, Sebastian Stan's someone I like. I mean, I've been saying for years, like cast this guy as Luke Skywalker if you oh, want yeah. to. <laughs> if you want to do something like that. That'd be great. Uh, he looks just like him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I liked him in this movie. I liked the lead in this movie. She was great. Um, Yeah, she was really great. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, maybe this is just my weird aversion to, like, age differences and Hollywood's not aversion to that, but... I was surprised that she was at no point like this guy's got to be married or something. That was what I kept oh, yeah. thinking it was going to come up more or come into conflict more is like this dude's 20 years older than you. I don't know if the movie in the movie they're supposed to be that age different, but she's know. like 23 and he's yeah. he's like a full grown. <laughs> he's older than we are by a good amount. Is so. he? I don't know. Fuck I, yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's in his 40s. Yeah, he <laughs> it never registered with me, really. I, that's interesting. Is Nope on the list? Yeah, I'm just. Okay. He's, I, he's, heard, he's I didn't know you'd have it up. He's not that much older than us. He's forty. He's forty, and she is. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, not much older than you guys. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Whatever. That's just me being like, I don't get it. Are you jealous of Sebastian Stan? Is Whatever, what dude. Let's keep going. I already said he looked like Mark Hamill. What do you think? Let's go. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> All right. Number seven. I would say this is up there for best comedy of the year. It's uh, not quite as directly comedic as no, bros but no. on the count of three uh gerard carmichael has definitely become somebody that is very much on my radar particularly from this movie mm -hmm. i wasn't really familiar with him until i saw this and yeah just kind of blew me away how well they handled the material yeah um, very delicate subject to make yeah. a comedy out of yeah and it is done so well and so grounded that like have you said the title yet? It's on the count of three. Okay. <laughs> and they, yeah, somehow turn this really morbid topic into like a buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. And it's a tight like hour 26, which I think is probably lending to that. Yeah. Um, Gerard Carmichael is great in this movie. Christopher Abbott is incredible in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's another dude who I've only seen really in serious roles, but he mm -hmm. is 
his timing here is phenomenal. It really is. Uh, and he's still, man, he really draws you in. You really feel for that character in this movie Yeah, in a way that I can't think of a lot of other characters this year where I was like just so endeared to. Yeah. You don't expect to be that emotionally invested in a guy who's screaming Papa Roach into his steering yeah. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's great he he's sells it so, oh man it's so good yeah their their chemistry with each other was phenomenal it looks interesting it's it's really good i'm curious the one thing that i wasn't fully sold on was the ending what mm-hmm. did you feel about that without fully spoiling it yeah i don't know <laughs> it was uh it was hard for me to unpack i yeah. think and it was hard for me to know how to feel about the end but yeah. i think i was still just so rocked with like maybe the 10 minutes before the end that i never really came to a conclusion on that yeah. i'll have, i'm going to go back to this one at one point yeah so. i think i need to as well because yeah. that that was the one thing that didn't quite click 100% but everything else is phenomenal and like they never back away from the stakes either which i think no. is really cool because it would be really easy to turn this into like a cheesy Adam Sandler movie where it's like this is our last day let's do whatever we want and rob yeah, a bank and right. but no it's very grounded it's very realistic a lot of the dialogue is really well written like they both give some pretty good speeches in this yeah they really about do about like what the freedom and quitting like that sticks with me very solid it is the top Chris Paul entry not quite in the top tier right outside we only got six these only six these are the mountaintop best of the best here World record holders, the Joey Chestnuts. Nobody knows who that is, but nah. me. He's the hot dog eating champion. That oh, yeah. The hot dog yep. ESPN every 4th of July, yep. slamming hot dogs. Okay. He ate 76 in like 15 minutes. Oh, God. He's a beast. So Disgusting. These are the <laughs> equally impressive movies. All right. Uh, number six, we got Terrifier 2, which is the most brutally violent movie yeah. I've ever seen. And I don't think I'm going to talk anyone else into watching it. So um, I still haven't been able to make myself. No, I don't expect you to, but it's fucking great. It's just the story of like this little indie cheap movie just turning into this massive success at the box office. It's yeah. phenomenal. And... Like, well, yeah, you fucking asked me if I wanted to go watch a movie that was going to like make me shit my pants, basically. I said, probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stories of people puking and crying from seeing some of the scenes here. Yeah. And like, there's so much craft and detail put into things that we kind of take for granted, like the character designs and the practical effects that really shine through. And you can just tell the level of passion that this is made with, even though it's admittedly very disgusting and traumatizing. <laughs> But it's wow. awesome. It's I'm so, always going to wonder what this movie is, but it's great. I, I hope I never watch it. <laughs> Art the Clown is phenomenal. He's the, the best horror icon we've had in quite a while. Well, that's so. that's awesome. I'm I, excited I wish to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, five. So I had a little <laughs> bit of a shakeup with the top five. The Batman got demoted a little bit. Wait! (laughs) After we did like five podcasts in a row about it? Yeah. I don't know if we need to spend any more time on it, but... Probably not. It's number five. Still a great movie, right? It's good, yeah. It's number five. Did you guys go back and rewatch it? I rewatched it, and I found myself liking it a little less. That's that's why it slipped from three to five. I'm an annoying boyfriend who made my girlfriend watch it. I was like, are you up for this? Three hours. Don't fall asleep. This is where it's good. Wake up, wake up. (laughs) Oh, I'm so fucking annoying. I feel bad for it. She said it was good, though. Yeah. I don't know. 
do you have like a bottom of the barrel experience where she's like, it better not be like this again. No. Like, don't make me watch another fucking Watchmen or something that's just like- Whenever South Park's on, she's like, (laughs) she falls asleep for Watchmen. I try to get her to fucking watch it. Yeah. I fall victim to that a lot. Things that I really like. I like feel like I can relive the experience my first time watching it, introducing it to somebody else. I get Mm -hmm. to like use their experience as my own. Yeah. And it never, (laughs) ever is as enjoyable- as I think it will be. Their excitement and I've been doing it for years. Yours, yeah. I'm like, Haley, watch this. Inception is the best movie ever. You're gonna She's love like, it. falling asleep. I'm like, <laughs> and I try to get her to do it again. Yeah. Same thing. And I'm always just too tuned into what the other person is feeling and i can like feel their yeah their like <laughs> take on it where they're like this is okay do but... you take it personally when it's like oh you're not finding it as yeah. interesting no. as i do do you ever no, look over it makes me it makes me question myself it's yeah like, oh really <laughs> it's it's just it's like oh no i was wrong this is a yeah. shitty movie <laughs> <laughs> do you ever look over just to see like like I watch the reactions to. Oh, yeah. you can feel to. it i can oh, okay. feel the vibe of the room and i <laughs> oh. hate it I hate it when it's bad. Is the worst instance of that when somebody gets up to go to the bathroom and you go to pause it and they go, no, <laughs> no, no you don't no. have to pause yeah. it. <laughs> that was me every time. That is the worst. That is, you're right, man. That is the, the meter. <laughs> like, Haley, I paused it for you. It's okay. You don't need to. Yeah, I'll catch yeah. up. <laughs> no need. Okay. Oh, it's awful. It feels so bad. Oh, Batman saved the day? Wow. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> The bad guy lost, huh? <laughs> Haley, that's the Joker in the cell right there. It's the fucking Joker. Sure is, honey. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Good job. <laughs> Number four. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whale. There it is, yeah. Renaissance is upon us. Renaissance. I, al- <laughs> I also think this is something higher on our list than, than other people's. I'm surprised um, that it, the critical response has been so negative. I think it's, and I, I don't disagree. I think the best take that I've heard on this movie is that people like Brendan Fraser's idea of the character better than the director. Oh, Aronofsky's? Aronofsky's. Yeah. And I can kind of see that looking back where I think that some stuff stuck out to me as like a bit mean-spirited on the part of the the filmmaker because people are repulsed by him in a way that I don't find realistic. And maybe that's skewed by like, I mean, honestly, us growing up where we grew up and like in the Midwest, like there are plenty of bigger people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And and so it, it struck me as strange how many people reacted to him in the way that they did. Like the pizza guy. Yeah. Like that that felt so weird to me and and maybe some people would react that way. But I still mm. think this is a great movie. I love this movie. Oh yeah. Um, I thought he was great. Because it's such a good performance by Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And I felt a lot for his character. I was crying at the end of this movie. I yeah. Went, is, yeah. Really? It really swells at the end to this point of, of, yeah, I thought the ending was pretty beautiful. When we initially talked about Brendan Fraser having a comeback and having like his own Matthew McConaissance. Yeah, McConaissance. I didn't think he was an actor that was capable of this. Like I I did it kind of tongue in cheek. Like, can you believe they're going to make Brendan Fraser like an Oscar nominee? And like he just destroyed my perception of him as an actor. Like he is so good in this. Yeah. It's remarkable. It's awesome. I saw the initial intention for this movie was that it was originally supposed to be directed by Tom Ford and the lead was going to be James Corden. Oh. That would have been a terrible movie. Yeah, I don't like that. Wait, the late night host? (laughs) Yes. He sucks. Yes, he does. He's the worst. Number three. Nope. I've watched this movie like four times. Just because yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love didn't this think movie. it'd be this high for you, I guess. That's yeah. all. Like top three is like significantly high. So I it thought is. you just left it out. 
No, I think it's slowly becoming my favorite Jordan Peele movie. I think it might overtake Get Out. Dude, there's something about his movies it might where might overtake it... us for me. Yeah, really? Yeah, which I rewatched recently and didn't enjoy as much as I did the first like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth um, time killed it. Yeah, <laughs> the <eighth time laughs> something about that. Oh man, but Nope is so good. I think it's, it's just the broad appeal uh-huh. for me, anyways, that it isn't tied to one specific theme i think that's what makes this interesting and a really cool evolution of his work as a writer mm-hmm. to create this thing where you can come at it from so many different entry points it's, this shit doesn't have to make sense to me i just yeah. his movies are so unique and like yeah. Yeah. everything is so different and i'm wondering what the fuck is going on i'm on the edge of my seat for something in the sky that you don't even see for an hour i, I loved it i think it's just cool because the other two are more horror movies and they're more like as unique as get out and us are us is kind of using these slasher tropes yeah get out has some more horror tropes that we've seen before some more recognizable stuff that's in that genre and i feel like nope is him even working beyond outside of that where most of the movie isn't horror no you know there are some horror scenes but a lot of it is like i don't know a character drama or something or like uh slow there's some slow kind of heisty elements going on heist yeah yeah. for sure i think it's very cool in the beginning they almost trick you to think you're gonna watch a horror movie like when he's in the barn with those kids because the mask on he's like is this what like are these creatures like they're here at his farm and that's nothing like that at all and that's what the movie would be if he was just doing the same shit but yeah but he's not he's he's accelerating do you think that was intentional yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, that's it's very like, cool. That's not what this movie's gonna be. He that's, slaps those kids that, right out of there. Yeah, like, that's, that's cool. <laughs> there's as hell. like three jump scares in a row in that yeah. part of the movie. There's that, yeah. and then like the bug getting on the camera. Yep, and it's just him just kind of messing with the audience yeah. for a second. Yeah, and then that's very cool. Yeah, it feels very much like kind of like you said, where you could pigeonhole him as a genre director, mm-hmm. and this feels like he's expanding into like Spielberg, M yeah. Night Shyamalan terrain, where yes. like. Shyamalan stuff does have horror elements, but it's also much more broad. Like signs and the sixth sense are very dramatic. They're not just straight horror. And I know he's still doing a lot of horror work. I mean, he's he's producing a a horror podcast at this point. Um, Peel is, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. But I'll be surprised if he doesn't do something going in even further in a different direction next time when he makes another movie. I'm excited. Whatever he puts out next, I want to be there opening day. Like the same. Yeah. All right. Number two, we got another contrarian opinion. (laughs) Um, Baby Lon. Babylon has been dumped on by critics, audiences. Nobody likes this thing. Nobody? I love it. And it may be because it is very much wearing its influences on its sleeves. One of them being Boogie Nights, which is one of my favorite movies ever. So I may be a little biased there. There's obviously stuff that can be cut from a three-hour movie. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just such a massive swing. And it's so just ambitious and audacious. And I fucking love it. And, like, I just haven't seen a big, crazy hard to describe movie like this in so long and it's just it's awesome i love the characters i love the crazy storylines it goes down like this is the kind of industry satire i was hoping for with once upon a time in hollywood Mm. where actually you know it does pay fan service to like the history of hollywood but it also makes a larger statement about basically hollywood prioritizing technology (laughs) over artistic expression yeah and it's a little self-indulgent obviously um but man i really really liked it it might be my favorite brad pitt 
performance since like Fight Club. He's really fucking good in this movie. Nice. I'm bummed that this bombed so spectacularly because yeah. he, Damien Chazelle is probably not going to get another blank check like this. Mm, and that's probably true. I think yeah, like with this movie paired with La La Land and Whiplash, I think he might be my pick for like greatest living director right now. Wow. Damn, really? He he's there for me. Like this is just insane. Okay. Wow. I loved it. It just has so much personality. Like the second it ended, I wanted to watch it again. Mm. And that's like really rare for a three hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number one. Number one. Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's right. Um, this one, I hate to be the dude who's like, I listen to these guys before anybody, but <laughs> I've yeah. been big on the Daniels ever since Swiss Army Man. Cool. And this, I didn't expect it to be this big or definitely like connect with this many people for sure, but. Yeah, these guys are awesome. I love what they're doing. It's, uh, I think what they call it is maximalist filmmaking, mm. where it's the complete opposite of like the minimalist indie dramedies we've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah. They just kind of throw fucking everything at you, where you've got these crazy kung fu fanny pack fight scenes <laughs> and a weird family dramedy at the center. I mean, I, I really like this movie. I know, mm -hmm. I think it sounded like the hype was tainting your enjoyment of it a little bit. Yeah, but it's the rare case of kind of being able to go beyond that. Yeah, And awesome. uh, yeah, rise above my pre-criticisms of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the praise was very hyperbolic about yes. like, this is the best movie in 20 years. Well, I, and I wouldn't go that far. And even more disturbing is like the people that, you know, if you're caught saying you don't like this, there are people that will just like tell you to go fuck yourself and stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah. That's hyperbole right there. I mean, that's, but that's the problem is I just, I don't like when anything just becomes this monolith of. You, you have know, to like it. Yeah. And you can't have any <laughs> criticisms about it. Cause yeah. I do have criticisms about it. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but yeah. I, I love it. I really love this movie. I bought it and I've seen it multiple times. I'm going to buy it. And <laughs> I'm going to buy it now. You should. It's a good one. When you guys say you bought it, do you have like the digital of it or yes. do you actually have the physical? Yeah. The digital. <laughs> I'm digital basically, sure. it's on long-term rental from Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Bezos. I'm still buying physical DVDs. I've got this on DVD. What? Yeah. It's weird how that used to be like, look at my DVD collection versus now it's like, oh my God, look at this clutter. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's not a point of like pride. It's an embarrassment <laughs> that I have all these I, fucking DVDs in my house. <laughs> I moved too much to have any physical media. No, yeah, I respect that. The second I moved, I was like, why do I have half this shit? It feels awful. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's like that took up how many boxes? Yeah, I have six boxes of media and yeah. one of clothes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I I thought it was good. Do we. Is that your movie of the year? What's your movie of the year, Max? Movie of the year? Because last year, yours was like number 30 on my list. <laughs> right. It was uh, <laughs> so, Green Knight, right? Yeah. Shit, dude. Uh, no, we can go with everything everywhere. Just, I don't know what else I would pick off off this list. Yeah. I don't want to just make you no. acquiesce to my standards here. I'm <laughs> well, not telling you what to say. I mean, I feel like if it's got to be something that all three of us are down with, then it's what? It's Top Gun. <laughs> or Nope. Nope. Yeah, I mean, nope. That's right. right. Nope. Yeah, the Batman, everything, yep. everywhere at once. All this stuff is so good. It's like yeah. four split movies hairs. on this list. It's splitting yeah. hairs at that point. Any the any one of those could be the best movie of the year for me. So Terrifier two is your pick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Did yeah. you have a favorite multiverse scene and everything, everywhere, all at once? Oh gosh, the rocks are pretty great. The rocks, I like yeah. the rocks quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, to make that interesting is yeah. a sign that you're in a good movie. <laughs> 
I don't want to totally spoil it for Ben who hasn't seen the movie, but the Randy Newman cameo was my was my favorite part. I don't remember that. <laughs> that that was great. It's an audio cameo. He's not fully in it. Like mm, Newman? Okay. No, not fucking Jerry Seinfeld Newman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Newman's first name yeah. is Randy. Did they give him a first name I don't, in that? See, I didn't know. That's they why I thought maybe Newman. I was yeah, I don't remember if he had a first name. God. I don't want to know. I wish Randy Newman <laughs> looked like Newman. While he's saying, well, fucking the, you got a friend in me. The first picture I Googled wasn't like far off. <laughs> it kind of does look like Newman. I was like, Randy Newman. I, I know like, what Randy Newman looks like. Okay, yeah. well, this picture looks kind of like the postmail Newman. So. Newman. <laughs> they didn't used to look alike. I don't know. In that very picture, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah.